BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. What's up, player? Do 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 do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Oh, she like Mr. Bean. Mrs. Burrito. I find you so asexual. Use it. Use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello everybody indeed yes welcome to never not funny episode 2619 the hardcastle 26 hardcastle vietnam right let's fight it hey i'll tell you what felt, felt like vietnam was uh, fourth of july here in los angeles that was uh by the, that's a, by the way very unfair to the vietnam soldiers um i recognize the fact but uh when you throw around the term war zone, maybe uh, you don't know what you're talking about. When I, uh, but a lot of people said war zone, myself included, about how July 4th was here in Los Angeles from all of the fireworks. It was bananas. Uh, but when I look at uh, and hear images from a war and then I look at images and such that went around on the 4th of July uh, the evening here in Los Angeles, it very much sounded and looked like that. Although yeah. I guess the bombings uh, probably aren't as festive, right? I don't know a lot of... Do they make those displays uh, when you're at war? Do they look like Mickey Mouse up in the sky when they bomb something? Well, isn't, that was the point of fireworks, right? It's just, it's like, I mean, we're celebrating uh, the beginning of a war. <laughs> Basically mm-hmm. saying, hey, we're independent now. Let's fire these cannons off and uh, blow up the British. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be the end of the war? Wasn't that the... Uh... No, the July 4th is when we signed the Declaration of Independence, which started the war. All I can do is apologize for my lack of Garen's interest in the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Although, was the first 4th of July on that day, or was it the, the 4th of July after we won? Actually, somehow it was July 2nd was a headline that I read of, hey, if this all happened on July 2nd, why do we celebrate July 4th? And I went, hey, I got to remember to click that later. And then I never <laughs> went back to it. Hmm. So there is a... Uh, never heard that. Uh, there's it, something the, going on with July 2. What do you got, Garen? Uh, July 4th, the Continental Congress formally adopted the Declaration of Independence. The, the vote for actual independence took place on July 2nd. From then on, the 4th became the day that was celebrated as the birth of American independence. Well, you know, as I've said, Garen, I appreciate that information. You love it or leave it, you assholes. You know what I mean? You, uh, This is our country. Matt's <laughs> got a Hamilton flag on that can let you know that. He loves Chicago, the city of Chicago. He loves Hamilton. He watched it Friday night. Or Friday. You watched it Friday morning, didn't you, Matt? I, I did. Regret- and, uh, regret- regrettably <laughs> you uh, too early is that is that what you're suggesting it just uh i forgot in my excitement we were all excited to watch it except charlie but uh, <laughs> uh we were excited to watch it but i didn't think about uh, what it actually means to watch hamilton which is not only is it a two hour and 45 minute thing it also is uh an emotional ringer 
and if it's a friday and and like you have work to do uh you're all fucked up for the rest of the day yeah 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 uh and i i was i was i feel like i was a mess on at least two levels one level being what the show does to you and then the second level was uh it was very it remind i mean it was it was like seeing it for the first time again in some ways uh which i I saw it in, in chicago the first time i saw it and um and so it brought back the memories of that wonderful experience and then i got sad because i cannot go uh anywhere i can't leave my house i can't i can't go to a theater i can't go to a movie theater i can't uh, go to a fireworks show you know there's so it just it brought up a lot of the stuff that i've sort of been trying not to think about because i don't think it's productive to dwell on that stuff but it really did the combination of the emotional impact of the show itself and the nostalgia or i don't know if it's nostalgia but just the the feelings i have around uh getting to see the show it really messed me up uh well i'm sorry i had to go through that we uh <laughs> I, I don't mean that dismissively it's horrible it's uh well because it is uh, i mean there's worse things in the world of course mm-hmm. than you watch on a fucking tv show at 10 in the morning but i mean <laughs> uh you know uh we watched it at 7 p.m friday night i had a uh everybody honestly was ready around 6 50 to watch it mm-hmm. uh but my ocd head was like you know, I planned on seven o'clock and kind of kind of like the formality of, of it being seven o'clock like start. If like you th- saw the it show in the theater starts at seven. Yeah, that's when yeah. it would be starting at a right nice uh, top of the hour. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we ended up, you know, I, I could not. I, we were literally seconds away from the intermission, but I could not wait to pause it. I had to go and uh, to use my son's words uh, one time, take a whiz. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it was, it was great all over again. Uh, great to say, you know, admittedly, I was a little. Uh, Hamilton out. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of a Hamil Hamil fatigue. Yeah, uh, and um, and had not revisited it in a while. But it was nice to revisit it and have those emotions all over again and remember why I loved it so the very second I first heard it way back when. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then now, thank Christ, we can get rid of Disney Plus. So <laughs> that is the beauty of that because Encore is not coming back anytime soon. My Sons, the game show my son's a contestant uh, eventually on uh, was supposed to be on uh, Chatter that was going to be on Disney Plus, uh, but ends up it's a, a YouTube show, mm-hmm. um, and of course I will update everybody when uh, his episode comes out. Um, I, I have a weird thing about that, by the way. Um, about my son being on a game show? You mind your fucking business? <laughs> no, but the game show itself. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, I was watching something on YouTube, and an entire episode uh, was an advertisement. 22 minutes advertisement it came up as an ad at the, at the in the middle of something i was watching i was like wow that is oh that's bold that's bold it, <laughs> this is a new thing that that folks are doing on youtube where like it started with music videos where like a music video would be an entire ad for right. like four or five minutes and now there are who entire do, shows who doesn't say skip ad five seconds into that i mean how does that how does that work for who, me who, i watched it i mean it was in the middle of another video but uh-huh. I, thought, oh, I can i can so watch this i got some time All but right. um but, but also, they are, but you're always telling me, Elliot, and I agree with you that a lot of people put YouTube on in the background. Sure. So if they're if they've got it on as background noise and it starts playing a 22 minute ad, those people don't care and don't notice. They're, that's yeah. just, a good point. That counts as a play. And and I've been I've been seeing some things. I've been looking at Reddit a bit, and and I've been seeing some things where there are non skippable ads, some of which are dozens of hours long. Well, that's what? the end of me watching that video then. <laughs> See you yeah, later. Yeah. Then I'm done. 
it's yeah. uh i'm over what uh, the hell would compel you to to keep watching that i don't I, like you say it, it, there are probably people who have youtube just up you yeah. know it's like maybe it's up in a in a well i don't know now nobody's going to stores but i know that there are some there's some shops that'll have youtube just on yeah the television and just let it go mm-hmm. so that's certainly a way to get your ad on there for dozens of hours mm-hmm. jesus you know i yeah. maintain that as far as the ads go and i've said this on the show before it's also not interesting um you give me a nice three to five second progressive insurance ad i'm cool with it i mm-hmm. you know I, I get it you know uh and i'm not going to skip it i'm going to go all right it's five seconds here we go it's anything more than that i'm, I'm skipping at five seconds the second you give me that option i'm skipping mm-hmm. you it's 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 especially infuriating when it's a news story that the news story is literally 30 seconds long. Yeah. And I got to wait 30 seconds for a for a car ad. Give me yeah. five seconds. I'm, I'm not going to buy your Toyota anymore with 30 seconds that I am in five seconds. I, that That's on the channel. I, I hate with those news channel like uh, news outlets, YouTube channels where they they put a tiny little story and then they turn ads on. It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. It's, and, and a lot of times you're waiting to watch another ad, too. It's not just the news channels. It's like, hey, I want to watch this trailer. Uh, here's an yeah. ad before the tra- it's like a, the trailer right. is an ad you're already getting a f- you know uh, this is the I'm, I'm giving you what you want i'm watching your ad <laughs> i don't think people see trailers as ads anymore that's the i no, think because crazy. there's always such build up to the trailer for star wars is out and and people see it as entertainment more than an ad like mm-hmm. uh like we certainly did back in the day oh do we think they were ads oh we would say here here comes this ad yeah, you would, you know, futz around at the popcorn line or in the bathroom because you're like, ah, those trailers are playing. I don't. Also, trailers probably weren't as cool as they used to as they are now. Well, like, they were very much, you know, people complain that there's too much in the ads and in, in the trailers today that they give away too much. But if you watch a trailer from 1974, oh you know that movie. It's insane. <laughs> it's also not like done artfully. It's just like it's just random shots of the movie with a guy going, there's a, a planet and the planet is a 100 percent apes. This astronaut has landed on the planet. Now he must fight the apes. And this is narrating like completely it's, boring. Uh, or like it would be like uh, watch as king kong climbs the uh the empire state building so so you give away the ending like yeah. okay, like it's it, uh, watch as charlton hesden discovers is he really on a different planet or is he back on earth you just ruined planet of the apes yeah it's yeah it's yeah. crazy it's earth <laughs> and then they show, they show yeah, the statue right. of liberty god damn it's, it uh, um yeah, it's craziness. Uh, but uh, what, why do we start talking about this? Oh, uh, di- getting rid of Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, but you're gonna have to t- turn it back on when Mandalorian season two starts in the fall. When, when will that start, Matt? I think it's like. And October. have they done it? Have they completed season have they two? Shot it. I I, yeah, I, shot. I believe they had finished shooting it. So. All right. So then, uh, well, I don't know. You don't want to save twenty one dollars for three months? Can I give a? Well, yeah. Go ahead to do do your thing, but. Um, quick plug for another thing on disney plus which is the basically it's like a series about the making of the mandalorian and i've been meaning to say this to elliot privately but i'll just say it now definitely watch the episode called technology because they show how they they've done they did something so cool uh and, and they explain like how it how they built up to it but just briefly they built an entire gigantic room that's just all led screens the ceiling and wrapping around and so instead of using green screen they were basically creating digital sets and digital 
landscapes wow. and backgrounds and just putting them on these screens because then you've get you've then the light on the actors is the actual like what you would want that's uh, cool it's so fucking cool and like the, the they talk about how because the mandalorian's armor is all shiny metal if he was standing in front of a green screen it would be a nightmare to try to you know oh yeah get, to try to make knock that out work. knock out all the green in his in his and make, reflection and, and make then, the reflections work properly right right i mean they can do it and they've done that in other projects but it's it's so much easier like now the actors can just be in a space and feel like they're really there and they talked about how sometimes people would walk in like because they had physical set too and they were like people would be like i don't know what i'm, I'm looking at anymore like is that a real crate or is that <laughs> crate on the screen like it, you can't tell the difference anymore so cool uh at the risk of giving you an opportunity for your joke, did I tell you about when my dad worked on Fall Guy? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You no, said it was going to happen either way. You wanted me to do it. You have to do it. You wanted me to. Yeah, go ahead. Remind us, uh, Elliot. So so my dad worked on Fall Guy. He did Process. And Process is kind of, it's like coming back around to that in a right. way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those version. who don't know, Process, you project a very bright um, uh, film loop on a big screen behind people. So when I went, I was maybe 12 or 10 or something, whatever the right age is for Fall Guy to have been shooting. Uh, and they had a car, and there were a bunch of guys with two-by-fours making the car look like it was driving. And then there was a big screen in the, behind them. And then behind that, there was what looked like a locomotive uh, with a very bright arc lamp in it that my dad was operating. And it was like, I mean, you could feel the heat from like, five, 10 feet away. That's oh how God. bright this light was yeah. to project the, the road behind them. And then they were filming in front so that like you're talking about, Matt, there was an actual sort of backdrop. Yeah. And so that they, they didn't have to do any, cause they had green screen, but it wasn't as good then. Right. So this was a better way to do it. And it was kind of cheaper in a sense. Right. Cause and do, because my dad would, yeah. Doing blue screen for a TV production in the eighties would have been unheard of. Yeah, you, you, you do that for cheap stuff for, for live television, but you wouldn't do it for production. And because my dad was a projectionist, it's just another form of projection. Yeah, that's cool. So, so that was Elliot, cool to see. I, I know you told us before that you had some uh, job offer and you chose college over that and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. But with how successful your father, and it sounds like respected your father was, how yeah. did you fuck this up so badly? <laughs> well, how are, how are you working for us? <laughs> to, to be fair and to quote my dad... Uh, at one point, uh, before he had Alzheimer's and he was fully in, in control, he's like, have you considered changing your last name? And I'm like, why would oh. I do that? Well, there's a lot of people in the industry who maybe don't like your father. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, my apologies. Uh, okay. And by the way, that's not shocking based on what I know about his son. I could see. Uh, my dad's a pain in the ass. My dad was my, my dad would never hmm. back down from anything he thought he was entitled to. And he he represented other people who they were entitled to things, too, which I think. That says more better about him than when he was defending himself is that he would stand up for other people who had been cheated out of stuff and right. things like that. So um, your dad's just an asshole. I'm, <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. If somebody said there, that about my father, I'd be very mad. Please. There understand. are a lot of producers, though, who I'm sure th think that still today. Well, get over it. That's what I say to those producers. Get over <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, they've got plenty of money. They're fine. Man's in Arizona. He doesn't know uh, what day it is. Leave him alone. Yeah, get so, off his ass. I mean, so your dad thought that changing your name would solve the problem, but, and yet uh, didn't understand that uh, maybe the apple it didn't was, fall far from the tree. <laughs> that it was perhaps genetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Hey, quickly to go back to the Fourth of July video uh, or the fireworks thing. Um, if uh, if you want to, I, again, I don't know how other cities were, but KTLA. If you go to KTLA.com, they had a drone shot of the city at any given moment where it uh, it was uh, just. It looked like every house was shooting off a firework at the exact same moment. Uh, by the way, illegal fireworks. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, where if it, it looks beautiful, the truth is it looks beautiful. Yeah. But when you're living it, it was like somebody was like literally across the street from us was lighting off the like not M. It sounded like louder than M80s. They sounded like craziness. M90s. Um, is is M100? <laughs> I, I don't. M100 what, 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 is a thing. A stick of dynamite. It's it sounded <laughs> right. like, it, and it was setting off the car. Every time they light it off, it was set off. For the the exact same car alarm would go off. It Fun. was, it was bananas. But if you just watch that video with no sound, you're like, wow, LA was beautiful on the Fourth of July, and it it is gorgeous with all the fireworks. But boy, it was it, it was scary there for a little while. There was there was at least one actual fireworks show, right? Oh, I because, don't know that because I wasn't aware of that. well, where I was, I didn't look it up, but where I was. Like there was, I could see in the reflection of the window, there was giant and it was going for an hour. When really? I, when I, te- when I texted you guys, it's been going for an hour. That's what I was talking about is that there was wow. a legitimate full-size fireworks show going. And I Lancaster wasn't sure. Did one. What's that? Lancaster did one apparently, but. Well, this would have been like Culver City maybe or, or Mar Vista. According to everything I saw next door, like ever, anything local was canceled and it was all anything you saw was illegal. That's that's what I right. read. I, I did read somewhere, probably on next door as well, the theory that maybe like they bought the fireworks thinking they were going to do the show. Then they canceled the in-person viewing, but then they just went ahead and did them. Oh. And, and, you know, uh, the, I guess the cops could go and stop them, but. Can't you know, stop it, all of them. It, it, Danielle posted something as well, and some friends said, hey, here's a number to call on your neighbors. It's like, really, with everything that's going on in the world right now, you're going to call about that? Like, that? Yeah. You, you just, you know, and then, you know, what if that person, what if that person's drunk, you know, whatever's happening, then the cop shows up, and then all of a sudden that guy gets, they get a shootout or, you know, yeah. and then you're the guy, well, at least we don't hear those fireworks anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hear the gunshots, but the fireworks stopped, so that's Right, good. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, you know, save, save that phone call for something that truly matters. Right. And I know I, that people's pets and stuff, I'm not dismissing any of that. Or people and, with PTSD. Right. Uh, I, I, I mean, I had the same thought because there were some folks who were, who were doing fireworks down the street from me, just in the street. And I was just like, I don't want you to do it, but I, I'll survive. It's yeah. fine. It, it, you know, here it, it, it kind of ended like right at midnight, it seemed to be over. And then I was going to go here. I was going to go to bed at uh, I was just kind of dragging my heels watching some of that girl episodes. And then um, I was about to go to bed and I was like looked down at my phone for, and our friend Jason Benetti tweeted out that he was about to go uh, live with the uh, Korean baseball. Um, he and um, what's her name? Jessica. I forget her last name. The woman from ESPN. Uh, and, and so, and you know, they're in their home. She she's in Bend, Oregon. And he's in Chicago and they're doing play-by-play via video of the Korean Baseball League. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not really ready to sleep yet. I'm going to watch a little bit of that. Ended up watching five innings of it. And because Jason Benetti is so effing good at his job, like he made, uh, he made five innings of a game I don't give a shit about. Interesting, entertaining. I ended up rooting for a couple of players. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, boy, I wish I could. Garen, look up her name, please. Jessica, ESPN. Uh, play by play she I think she went to the Olympics with the female uh, softball team 
Uh, I think she has some gold medals from that or something. So was uh, she doing color or was he? Uh, he was doing play-by-play. She's doing color. Uh, he's a play-by-play guy. Um, Is it Mendoza? Jessica Mendoza? Yes, Jessica Mendoza. And uh, anyway, it was, it, the point, the long-windedly. Uh, it was very entertaining. He is, Jason Benetti is phenomenal at his job. But at two in the morning, because uh, now I'm stuck watching this fucking game. Now it's two in the morning. I was going to go to bed, you know, an hour and a half earlier. Um, two in the morning, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, two M80s go off. And it was like... <laughs> So did that guy come out of a drunken stupor and go, hey, we got two left. Well, we got to light him off now. Because it was so, like, it was dead quiet. Yeah. Gagish! And then dead quiet again for the rest of the night. <laughs> like, why you two? Like, why? What, what, why, yeah. why, why, why did that happen? I don't know. I need answers. The thing, uh, what was so frustrating for me is that uh, we could hear it for hours and hours, but we couldn't see anything. Yeah. We tried to, like, walk out to, like, the bigger street to maybe maybe we could see from there but like the most i saw was just in the distance like little things coming just barely rising up above the rooftops of the of the buildings on the big street there and and uh god i just i was like let me at least enjoy the only cool part of this dumb thing like i don't need to hear the right <laughs> banging and booming but let me see some lights and then the other crazy thing was then I went out, that was at like nine. And then I went out at like 1130 and it was, I like called Elise outside because I was like, just come out here. It was thick. The air was so thick with smoke. You could see the smoke and it smelled like, you know, sulfur and, and, uh, whatever is in fire crack fireworks that make them smell like fireworks. Gunpowder. Yeah. Um, Cord- juice. cordite <laughs> i don't know i don't know the, the, all the ingredients uh Cinnamon. james Cor- james corden james corden is in there yep uh Ooh, J- also james coburn. he's everywhere yeah james- oh james coburn's terrific oh, he's, he's got a very loud booming voice so you got to put a little of him in that oh, firecracker i would i get the light off of coburn <laughs> yeah sure sure uh what was he in magnificent seven was that his big uh, claim to fame he was in probably a I, I would guess he was in 250 movies that guy oh there's no question there's well, no question yeah. but yeah he's magnificent seven was probably the most memorable or what what we still remember today yeah so i just uh i i I don't know um people were saying oh this happens every year i was like i don't remember the air being thick with fireworks smoke every year like that's different at least where i live it's different and then there it did there were some small fires that had been set off and you know the fire department had to go out and put them out oh no yeah i was you know i was also worried about that of you know, because they were doing them so close to my house and then they would literally just extinguish like 10 feet above garages. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if that one doesn't extinguish 10 feet above a garage, you, you know, we have, you know, it's we're not necessarily in that drought that we were in a couple of years ago, but still everything's dry. Yes. That lands in my backyard. My, that, my, my, or my neighbor, my neighbor's got a tree that is really should be taken, you know, taken down. It's mm-hmm. been dead for years. But if it hits that tree, that thing's going up. That yeah, thing is right. just... That's, That's kindling wood, man. They call that Fimby. Fire in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbor was up on his uh, the roof of his garage, by the way, to uh, watch the fireworks. So apparently there was somewhere nearby. Maybe that thing that Elliot was watching, but or that knew about. Uh, they got up there to watch it. Weren't we talking uh, about that the other day on another episode? How like... Uh, they should do that? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how you would do it. I guess you just have to get... It has the show has to be high up, up in the air enough and for then everyone you, to be able to for see everyone it. to be able right. to see it over whatever this in. Well, you know, the one that we used to go to, like we'd go to that uh, the Baldwin Hills uh, lookout, which is right near my house. Yeah, and, yeah. 
uh, you know, and uh, you'd be up there. And, and the truth is, we if the, even if they did that, that, that thing's so oddly spread out that you could do social distancing and watch fireworks from up there, but yeah. I wouldn't. But um, whatever one we watched there, whatever Culver City one, was high enough. Like, that if we did go up on our garage, we would have been yeah. able to see those. So, like, Culver City still could have done that. Hey, 9 o'clock, get on your rooftops or, you know, set up in your own driveway. We're going to be doing it. And uh, it would have been nice. And I think... I think less people would have lit off fireworks had there That's been a major. Exactly. Yeah. It Maybe. seemed like that was the problem is like, because there were no shows, people were like, I gotta have my fireworks. I gotta have <laughs> 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 it. Do it myself. Well, uh, the, the, uh, the other, the other choose your adventure that you didn't choose on the, uh, on the players club was I had, um, I had watched a video that talked about why there were more. Remember my, my racist dad yes. story? Oh, yes, 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 yes. You gave us a so, choice of two stories, and yeah. we chose. So this is the other one that you didn't choose. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, here's the other one. Thank you. So apparently, because of COVID, uh, Chinese New Year didn't really get celebrated. And so there is a glut. This is the theory, anyway. There's a, there was a glut of, of fireworks from that. I see. And so people are ordering, like, there's very inexpensive fireworks that were available that were for Chinese New Year, whether they were from China or from other places. It basically drove the price down, and so that's mm. that's the theory as to why so many people had illegal fireworks, is yeah. that they were able I to come in that way. I forgot. Yeah, I, I was going to say like I thought when is I thought Chinese New Year was before everything went bad here, but you're right. It was already it was in the they were in the peak of it in China, so yeah. I guess they probably weren't able to celebrate. They've leveled out, right? Have they leveled out in China? I've not been uh, paying I attention think mostly. to China. Don't know. Everywhere's pretty much got this under control, but us, right? Is that yeah, uh, or at least of. they're trending that way? I mean, I, I think maybe not. I mean, not Mexico, but I know, I know they're having a, a peak. But yeah, well, it's because they're right next to us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm looking right. How in funny there. is that? They closed their borders to us. Yeah, yep. I think it's hard to know really what's going on in China though, because we don't, might not be getting right. accurate. Well, they bring that China virus over here. My president isn't happy with the China virus. They bring that China virus over. Still saying it. Still says it. Or brought it. Yeah. Actually, not still. Brought it back. That's what he chose yeah. to do. I just. I mean, I saw an article about how. Uh, people are within his campaign and his administration are like not thrilled with his decision to just keep would keep up with the divisive rhetoric. But I think he's actually kind of right. The, he really the only chance he has is to keep pushing that because without that, who the fuck would vote for him? You're, you're right. Yeah. He just has to scare people. You know that that's the only thing. That's the only tool he has left. Well, I'll tell you this, as I, as I mentioned before, I had signed up for their, their emails just to, in 2016 just to see, and I still have them. Uh, they are doubling down on all that. And by the yeah. way, I mean, if I was one of his followers and I read those emails, I would probably punch a Democrat. Like, oh. that's, the, that's the level of rhetoric that's being used. Yeah. They want to destroy our country. They right. aren't, they're, not, they're not patriots. Yeah. Uh, they're lying to you. It's over and over and over again, eight times a day. Yeah. Wow. Well, Magda, baby, we're doing it. Uh, but he lost a uh, lost a big supporter today. Uh, Charlie Daniels died today. Oh no! Uh, oh, no. So uh, you know he's going to be uh, looking for souls to steal up in uh, up in heaven. Now, I guess. I don't think that's where the souls are. I mean, I guess I don't I'm know telling how that works. you. I'm telling you, if he's going to heaven, and I don't understand how any of this works because Ricky Gervais tells me it's all fake. <laughs> Um, I'm telling you, Charlie Daniels is gone. And the last time I know he was talking about the, the devil going to Georgia, but now the, maybe the devil's up in heaven. Uh, looking around. I think you're missing. The obvious point is he's going to hell. 
<laughs> yeah. He himself will be in hell. That's you think that you think you think Chuck is going to hell himself? Yeah. I mean, if if you watch Supernatural, then it's a little confusing. So the devil could be in heaven. It's really hard to know. Charlie Daniels isn't, uh, was on. Was he a cast member of that? I, I didn't. Watch I mean, he show. might as well have been. I see. Uh, he's, he's dressed for it. There, you know, he did that, that that other song. He's he's got like five. He's got five good songs, in my opinion. Maybe he's got albums full of good songs. I don't know, but mm. I like about five of them. And I forget what one of them was, but it was on uh, the countdown. And and Mark Goodman came back from the out of the song and went. Oh, Charlie Daniels. Good to hear Charlie. Haven't heard him in a while. Boy, what a great guy. Like, great guy. <laughs> He's out of his fucking skull. What are you talking about? Yeah. And then, of course, he died. So uh, while that conversation with my radio was off the air, I may need to take credit for that. He's that so cursed. That funny curse may, <laughs> okay. uh, may be a full effect on Sounds that. Sounds like Mark Goodman needs to take credit for it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's true. Uh, but uh, uh, what, what was that? Is it, it's not Good Night Saigon. That's the, uh, Still the, in Saigon. Uh, the, the Billy Joel song. What, what, Garen, what, what, list the top five Charlie Daniels songs, please. Well, there's a, there's still in Saigon. Still in Saigon. I actually like that song. That's a good one. What else you got? You got something else? What are the top five? Uh, Devil in Georgia George is his biggest, biggest hit. I haven't heard that uh, one, but uh, tell me about the other the ones. 80s he had. Boogie Woogie Fiddle Country Blues was a pretty decent hit for him. Still in Saigon was number two. Uh, I'm looking at the singles chart on Wikipedia because my iTunes doesn't do what Matt's does. So, I can give you the iTunes. Uh, do anything, Matt, to save this segment. Oh, oh I, I, I was <laughs> waiting for, for him to for, finish. For the love of God, Look at two biggest hits. Bog, bog Down in Love With You? I can't, you know, I can't even tell you what the Sweet other Home ones Alabama are. Sweet Home Alabama, he did. <coughs> all, right, oh, here, all right, here's what we got. Devil Went Down to Georgia, number one. Mm-hmm. Simple Man. Number two. That's a, is that a cover of the Leonard Skinner song? Let's hear it. I don't know the Leonard Skinner song. So I, I, I I can't tell what uh, this Billy version. No, no, that is not a cover. Of that he's got his own version. Okay, uh, long-haired country boy. That's the other one. That's, that one's not bad. That's got that that Charlie Daniels flair to it. And then here's one that uh, I'm sure the devil was thrilled with this concept. The South's gonna do it again. <laughs> you, you know what? Look, wow. do I believe like that as a song? It's not a bad song, but Come it on. is. Uh, it's awful. Horrible. It's awful. What's the South doing again? What do you think they're doing again? They're getting. They're, they're, they're making America great. And, yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna take over the country and uh, start uh, buying yeah. and selling slaves again. Oh boy. I guess I that's guess. what they want. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even think they know. Yeah, they don't really. I mean, do they right. really think like someone? I, I know they wouldn't say it. They wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I wave this Confederate flag because I hope that we can someday have slaves again. Like, I don't think they would uh, verbalize I, that explicitly. But uh, but to celebrate that the movement of the Confederacy is, is basically to say that's what you that's what you wish had, had happened, that the country would have become all like that. Well, I mean, the downside of Charlie Daniels dying is that, you know, that's all we're going to hear about now for three days. We're only going to hear about Charlie Daniels for three fucking days. (laughs) I honestly probably never would have heard about it if you hadn't told me. It's nonstop with Charlie Daniels. I mean, that's all I'm hearing. I'm glad we had to do this podcast so I could get away from it. Do you want to hear a couple other titles? Uh, In America, 
Oh, that's another good one. That, that one's not. Look, by the way, when I say that's another good one, I don't know what the words are in those songs. I have no idea what the lyrics are. Good cover. So they good may cover. be the most racist <laughs> things in the world. Uh, I don't. I just remember as a kid hearing them on the radio and going, I like that song. I like the beat. I like the tune. Okay. Uh, it could literally the first line could be blacks are bad. I don't remember it. Let's find out. First line is, well, the. I'm just going to read the lyrics here. Well, the eagle's been flying slow and the flag's been flying low. And a lot of people saying that America's fixing to fall. Well, speaking just for me and some people from Tennessee, we've got a thing or two to tell y'all. This lady may have stumbled, but she ain't never fell. And if the Russians don't believe that, they can all go straight to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what like, That's fantastic. God, it's it's wonderful. Hilarious Chuck, song. D, Chuck D, man. We lost him today. <laughs> uh, hold on. Right. That's another, that's a real patriot right there. Uh, Surprise, this isn't playing at Trump rallies all over town. Yeah, seriously. Or all over the country. Well, because no, he's, uh, he, he's too busy playing music that uh, he's not allowed to play. Why did he play Charlie? Why didn't he play that? Why didn't he play? I know. Because, oh, I know why. Because, because it that, says things against Russia. I was going to say that. It's anti-Russia. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, yeah, he got shut down, what, by the, uh, not just the, uh, who shut him down Rolling this Stones. week? Oh, Steve Perry jumped in. Oh, really? Oh. Steve oh. Perry said, as the as one of the co-writers, I'm paraphrasing, as one of the co-writers of Don't Stop Believing, I have not approved this for any political thing and of course you know the trump people oh, oh i used to love journey now i don't love journey and then of course the other side's going so does that mean he's allowing it for our time like both sides got mm. mad at steve perry for 10 minutes well both Rid- sides ridiculous <laughs> yeah, good people on both sides uh, all right our guest is here gary goldman He's going to come in. My guess is he'll have to take a whiz at some point in the middle of it. That seems to be his M.O. <laughs> well, with Zoom, he can just bring us with him. That's uh, true. Oh, I hope so. Jesus Christ. I'd like to see some Goldman, Goldman crank. All right. See how depressed, how depressed his cock is. That'll be nice. Uh, Gary Goldman, friend of the show, one of the best stand-up comedians working. Or uh, I don't know if he's doing any Zoom calls or Zoom shows. We'll find out. But uh, before the... Uh, pandemic one of the best uh, stand-ups working and uh, one of the best stand-ups in the past 10 years in my opinion he's fantastic uh, he'll be joining us right after this we'll be back matt belknap i want you to spring forward with a new hiring partner zip recruiter zip zip and find top talent sooner see why four out of five employers who post on zip recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day go to this exclusive web address web address <laughs> to try zip recruiter for free ZipRecruiter.com slash pardo that is ZipRecruiter.com slash pardo zip recruiter is the way to go uh, look, you, you set your clocks forward. You, uh, you feel like there's more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, you don't have that kind of time. You got crunch time. ZipRecruiter fills those hours for you. No one wants to waste time with hiring. That doesn't sound fun. That's just like a, a, a chore that you have to get through. I've got need. other things to do. Right. Let me do my actual job instead of trying to find someone else to work if for If that me. jerk didn't quit, I wouldn't be doing right. this. I'd like to see Elliot hire someone as his like building managing manager assistant, assistant to the building manager. Somebody over at the familiar. Yeah, to deal with these broken chairs and all this. There's a, there's a wave of looting and rioting in that building. That, Something's going on. <laughs> well, you know why, right? Yeah, the manager. Yeah, manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, why he needs an assistant uh, who would take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, visit ZipRecruiter.com/slash/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com/slash/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm going to tell you guys something, dear listener. When I started podcasting, you guys remember back in the days when tumbleweeds were across the podcasting desert? Uh, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling. What do we, we got? What do we got? A hat, shirts, we got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easy. All because we use Shopify. Yeah, we're setting up Shopify for the uh, the perks in this uh, this new year for our, our platinum subscribers. 
And uh, boy, I really enjoy their website. Super easy to set a, set up an account and uh, get going with them. So kudos to them for making it easy. Well, if Matt Belknap could do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's what he just basically told us. And That's I, uh, I uh, just uh, recapped it. I've spoken before. Yeah. I've spoken before about Shopify. Now, Shopify uh, is uh, it's just terrific. You could be selling scented soaps, which we may, we're talking about getting into the scented soap business. I would love a soap bar with the Never Enough Any logo on it, Dude, honestly. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> um, or maybe you're offering outdoor outfits. Dude, why is that a thing? <laughs> well, if it's if it's warm out, the t-shirt could be an outdoor outfit. You know what? You're right about that. Uh, but maybe we get into the jacket business. We have had hats, too. I We've had say. hats. That's true. Uh, look, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands you love, giving customers more variety and business more sales. Uh, now, listen, Shopify is easy peasy, as Matt Belknap said. Uh, let me walk you through what I want you to do. You can sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash pardo. Uh, you do that right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash P-A-R-D-O. Shopify.com slash pardo. Shopify. Cha-ching. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. There's the beep that Elliot's looking for. Uh, welcome back to the program, episode 2619, The Hardcastle. Uh, listen, Gary Goldman uh, couldn't make it, so but luckily Frank Zappa's here in his place. Uh, we're thrilled to have him. He'll probably do Montana for us. He's, maybe he'll get his daughter on the line to do Valley Girl. We got a lot of San Bernardino. We got a lot of options. Please welcome in the, the, the ghost of Frank Zappa. Hello, Frank. Hi, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Right off the bat with the laughs. Well, I'll tell you something, Gary. That's what we do as comedians. We try to make people laugh, even in a pandemic. Uh, If I may, and I mean this sincerely, I I always say how good looking you are, how terrific you look. You look better than ever. I like this look on you. This (laughs) is a look, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. It's a a bit of a a hobby in quarantine to to try out different, different styles and whatnot. Well, we we commented on it before we got on the air. Apparently, you and Elliot are in a battle to have the best looking Van Dyke, right? Is that a, that's a Van Dyke, right? Without yes, the, it is. I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, called the Van Dyke. Yeah, you good, guys have uh, identical, like as you said, even off the air. And I apologize for stowing this. Even the gray is exactly the same. Practically, yeah, it's it's <laughs> exactly it's, inc- it's incredible. I I, I really I really like, think it looks great on on Elliot, and it and it actually gave me some confidence in my, in my own that maybe I'm. Maybe for the first time in my life, I'm doing the right thing with my facial hair. <laughs> I think you are. Now, I've not seen your facial hair in the past other than you not having any, but uh, I think it looks great. And if I may, Garen, I'd like to see you grow a Van Dyke and a mustache. I, I, I can't I can't do that level. Come on, man. It By the stops. time the pandemic's over, it'll be all in. Yeah. It just kind of stops and then it just gets itchy. It doesn't really. Yeah. It's uh, weird. The itchy part is, is problematic. I agree with that. Do you guys, uh, do you guys remember the end of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where they make a movie of Pee Wee's life, and then uh, <laughs> it's James Brolin is playing Pee Wee? That's yes. a, Gary Goldman looks like the James Brolin to Elliot's Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> when they do, when they do my biopic, Gary, you're welcome to play me. I, oh, I look at that, Gary! You, you just got cast in a movie. This is a good day for you. I would, I would love to, but I want to immerse myself in in your life. Pick up your walk, your your manner of speech, how you dress, how you how you brush your teeth. I, I go deep. I go very deep. <laughs> I mean, whatever you need for your for your methodology, I, I'm you know, got to do your art the way you do your art. 
There's talk over here, by the way, my son and wife, uh, they, they're, they're saying Goldman can't open a picture. That's what they just said. So maybe he's not the right. I, I, Jimmy, I, sometimes I, you got to take a chance on, on a person hey, you know is going to do a good job. I 100% agree. And I'm going to talk to them about this over dinner. But I think Goldman absolutely can open up a picture. I, but, but isn't that so, Oliver, to, to question my box office credentials? That is so Oliver. He, uh, by the way, he loved your last special. He, uh, he, he like the rest of the world, he loves the uh, the abbreviations for the states. Um, he's listened to your 45 minute dissertation on cookies. He is a fan. Doesn't that that mean more? T- I don't I don't know how you feel about this, but when when I was a teenager, I lived for my favorite comedians listening to their tapes. And so when I find out that a, that a, a young person likes my comedy, for some reason, it, it it means even more than 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 adults, maybe. I agree with that. You know, in fact, I, I meant to mention this before Gary joined us. We had, we watched uh, we had Greg Warren on the show last week and oh, I uh, we- love him. We on watched and off stage. He's a beautiful man. 100% agree with you. He's a great guy. And then I had not seen Greg stand up in years. And so we watched his special as a family. And not unlike the, when we watched John Mulaney as a family or Gary as a family, we were laughing. The three of us were just laughing like crazy. It is a great oh. special. And uh, Greg is, when it was over, I, I like I turned as if I'm, you know, the king of comedy. I turned and I went... <laughs> He's a good comic. <laughs> you condescending a-hole. Why they both didn't murder me in my sleep that oh night. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're uh, so self-aware, and I think that's part of your beauty. Well, thank you, Gary Goldman. Uh, Gary Goldman. And then, you know, what we watched, uh, and I've watched it before uh, on that. Uh, the, uh, I think he's horrible. Ari Shafir, but he hosted that show for Comedy Central where they people told stories. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, what's his name? Um Oh, uh, Junior. Uh, why can't I pull his name, Gary? Roy Wood Jr. Roy, Roy Wood took over the hosting duties. Yeah, but, uh, oh, he's this incredible. is not happening, I believe it's called? This is not happening, right. Yeah, and yeah. Roy Wood's a phenomenal com- uh, comedian, too. But oh, we, we watched, um, because, it, 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 you know, when you watch something, it recommends other things. It, it recommended that. And so I said, oh, we have to watch the Brian Regan story on this. And it's Regan going out, and he's the, he's the campaign manager for, a, for Stroh's Dog. Uh, Strows the beer and he's yeah. got to go out on an ice rink in front of a, a, a full hockey stadium to talk about uh, the, the dog running for president. <laughs> and he tells that story. And admittedly, it's it, like it, it's like I said to Danielle and other, you have to watch this. I don't know if I've laughed harder than this. And it starts out like he's telling the story. It starts out slow. But then when it hits, you literally don't stop laughing for one solid minute. It is. Uh, it's well worth watching. Uh, just wow, Brian Regan story. Check that, that out because I'm, I'm such a Brian Regan fanatic. Yeah, it is. It's it's great. It's uh, so we had a nice night of comedy with Greg Warren and Brian Regan the other day. We're going to uh, revisit some stuff with our great friend Gary Goldman, who's uh, 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 you're, you're out there right now for the Great Depression. You're trying to get people to vote for you for uh, what category would it be, Gary? I think comedy special comedy or variety special something like like that yeah. it's, it just it just shows you how far stand-up comedy is down in the in the list of recognizable fields of endeavor that that we're sharing it with variety specials so i i i just i i know i'm gonna kick myself for even getting my hopes up someday but but i my my manager thought this was a great idea and so i i he's He's actually been a very helpful manager thus far, so I, I followed his lead. 
I think, uh, you know, that special got a lot of acclaim and, and, and it's terrific. I don't see any reason why it won't be nominated and even win. So good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. And and I'll keep saying, and unless I win it, I'll keep saying, I, I just want to do good work. I, I just, I, I want to do good work. The awards, I don't, those things I don't care about unless I win them. That, right, <laughs> of course. Right. And then you'll have like uh, David Foster, you'll have a whole piano full of them one day. <laughs> just uh, cover your entire grand piano with your awards and uh, and then uh, talk about how you might have room for one more on there. So uh, doesn't that affect the acoustics you. of his piano? I mean, it's yeah, kind of I was <laughs> a little surprised. That's where he keeps them too. Kind right? of ironic, actually, that his awards are the thing that's kind of tamping down the sound yeah. of music that he created to make to win the awards. It's um, really funny, you know. Billy Joel refers to his Grammys and his awards as as tchotchkes, oh. which is a, a a great Yiddish word for knickknack. And and I I think it must must be nice to be able to refer to your Grammy awards as knickknacks. Does it? Well, it may be nice. Doesn't it also uh, annoy the shit out of you? Because it's like you you know you're excited to have those awards. Don't don't pretend yeah, you don't give a fuck about those. I know. I know. Right. No, but oh, yeah, yeah. I might have an Emmy around here somewhere. You fucking know you have an Emmy. Don't stop it. (laughs) It's uh, uh, Gary Goldman is here. He's taking time away from talking about the various cookies. We're lucky he's joining (laughs) us. Um, uh, So let's go around the horn. We also got trivia coming up. In fact, let me give you the trivia question, guys. Let's do that before I go around. Question or category, sir? Category first, of course. And and Gary, you know the drill here. I'm going to give you the category. And um, and I you know what Oliver explained more about this to me and I completely forget what he said. Uh, uh, Gary Oliver writes these every week. Oliver writes the trivia questions. Um, How how wonderful is it that you share comedy with your son? Is that like a dream come true that my one of my greatest fears is that I would show I don't have any children. But if I were to show them young Frankenstein and they didn't like it I, w- I would have to give them up for adoption i would not be able to connect with them in any way so that you share comedy with oliver is just does it bring you great joy yes yes it does and, and to your point uh you know young frankenstein is my favorite comedy of all time and yeah, when mine, i watched it too. and it was my mother's too so it's like it was a whole family so it was like when i showed it to oliver it's like this cocksucker better like this you better <laughs> don't you come out of this going yeah it was okay dad no but he uh, he ended up loving it so uh oh. So luckily, we didn't have to ship him off to the orphanage. It all worked out. It all worked out. All right. So here's your category. By the way, uh, I know I'm interrupting my own thought. We watched uh, the original The In-Laws the other night with Peter Falk and Alan Arkin. And phenomenal. It's Boy, does that hold up. That is phenomenal, man. So good. Oh, they're such great actors. Such great actors. It's like, I know this is an overused phrase, but it's like watching a clinic on acting, watching the two of them in a scene together. They're so great. Yes my word so, so relaxed no no stress that they don't know their lines like it's like just everything is wonderful that's it <laughs> all right here's your category screen time screen, screen time, time. Ugh. what does that even mean could mean a lot of things it could mean and a lot so, of things so oliver actually wrote that he wrote screen time and that's the He wrote screen time. And then I said, hey, there's no doubt these guys are going to say, what does that mean? So what does that mean? And Danielle said, well, that's kind of part of the fun is that that's all you get is screen time. And then Oliver said, actually, it means blah, 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 blah. blah." And and I say it like that because I don't remember what he said. 
<laughs> you you you're squandering the you have an opportunity to gain an advantage against us jimmy and yes. you're, just, you're just losing your mind well, i would tell it to you because i don't like an advantage i don't like uh knowing I, I think we should all be on the same playing field yeah uh you know if we're going to get money from the jeremy herbal uh, trivia tin i don't want to feel like i've stolen that money right oh by the way uh you, you may want to tell gary what what he wins i think i forgot oh, yeah. that part gary uh, gary please tell gary oh no you win five dollars yeah, yeah five bucks you win five dollars gary i'll venmo you the five bucks if you win this oh I so love there's it. money on I the love, line i love five dollar bills yeah what you think of, <laughs> what are you gonna buy a razor maybe um i think i might buy a a i you know it's been so long since i bought a magazine that I don't even know if I can get a magazine for five dollars, but that's what I was thinking. Can you? I think like, the last time I bought a magazine, I forget what it was. It was seven dollars. Yeah. So yeah. can you buy a magazine mm. for under five bucks, like Us Magazine, In Touch? Right. You know the stuff that I read. Yeah, <laughs> people. I don't. I don't I, know. I know the New Yorker is like nine dollars or something in New York. Ma New. I could buy a New York magazine. I think for five bucks. I think so. If you wait long enough, I feel like they have those deals where you can get a whole year subscription for five dollars. Right. You know, like it's less than yes. the one issue, but you, you know, have to I, strike when the iron's hot. I'm going over the last magazine I bought was um, uh, here it is. Last magazine I bought was a fantasy baseball magazine, mm. Roto World, and uh, that went. Uh, hi, I'm back. That went for nine ninety nine, eleven ninety nine in Canada. Wow. It does seem like the more specialized a, a magazine is, the more expensive it would be because they can't. They know that aren't. They're not going to move volume. They got to. And there's a limited time to sell it too, because right, it's you true. know it's, it's it's basically it's prep for fantasy baseball. Uh -huh. So you buy it in, in February. It, it's it's obsolete by April. You don't care. Like it's. Did uh, did you kind of panic and then give it a when you when you saw the the price of it in Canada? I mean that that is. <laughs> That is prohibitive. <laughs> it made me uh, rethink because I was going to move there, Gary, when this pandemic started. And then when I saw the magazine prices, I said, there's no fucking way I'm moving there. I can't afford, I can't afford to live in Canada with those magazine prices. Ridiculous. Think about my situation. I bought a whole crate of those magazines hoping that the exchange rate would change and then I would go over the border and make a killing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not working out, guys. Jesus. Uh, no, Matt, just so that I'm... Arbitrage I, scheme. Are you over the border as we speak, or are you still here in the States? I'm on my way. I'm, I'm actually in a mobile recording unit uh, in the oh. back of a, of a semi-truck, and uh, I'll be there in about seven hours. Well, I'm going to tell you what, that guy is on some smooth road, man. Or, yeah. uh, or do you have some hydraulics? That it's, a Rolls, you... it's the Rolls-Royce of 18-wheelers, Jimmy. It's oh, got... It shows. You are not... There is no evidence. I mean, oh, oh, oh look, there's, there was a little bump oh, right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> little rumble uh, road. Yeah. I think he went off the. He went off to yeah. the side of the road where those, those <laughs> things are, yeah. I like those. Even when I, uh, even if I'm just having a nice drive, I sometimes uh, <laughs> you go, go over there for fun. just to feel it. I kind of like it. It's... It, I like the sound of it. Do you ever want to? Did you? I don't know if you have these in Illinois, but in Massachusetts they have those turnoffs where, like, if you're going down a hill and you your brakes yes. fail, there's a there's a road that goes up a hill to slow you down. I, I always wanted to just go up there just to just to do it, you know, just, just to experience it. Yeah, and then it's got that big uh, that big hill of uh, dirt there. So if you if you if you have to hit it, yeah. you're hitting that dirt. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I kind of like the idea of it. I also like the idea of like you're going so fast, you evil Knievel the the, the dirt. <laughs> yes. You go up that ramp and just right. all of a sudden you're airborne. Like and I, always, I also kind of imagined like what if you go up and it slows you down and then you start rolling backwards. You still don't have brakes. Now you're going backwards back into the highway. That's not good. 
That's I guess scary. you're probably, are you going slower though? At least you're not uh, uh, a little bit, but you're not a runaway car anymore. Now you're just kind of slowly gonna crash. I guess maybe you're supposed to turn your wheels to sort of to yeah. slow it down and to just go into the woods. <laughs> I've or never throw, seen a car throw your back. transmission into into low. Oh yeah, another. I guess when you're up there. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see a car or a truck use that at some point. I've I've never seen anybody use it, but certainly there they, there has to be a reason. Yeah, and a season. Seasons of love, huh? Rent. Uh, all right, let me go around the horn now that we've got our uh, category. Oh, i got to read the question. God damn it, you fucking spaz today. So, oh, wait, oh, we got to put our points did down. Did everyone write down their bet? I, I wrote my I bet down, yeah. I haven't done it. Gary, did you write your bet either. down? Don't show it. Uh, yes, I wrote my bet down. Okay. okay. Again, it's screen time. Screen time. Which is, of course, another uh, great Mel Brooks song, that Screen Time for Hitler. Remember that song that he did? <laughs> screen in, uh, Time for, for Hitler. Hitler and Germany. And Germany. <laughs> what, what if instead of a trivia question, this is just we all have to take out our phones and show how much we've used our oh. screens in the past week? And whoever. I, I lose, I think, probably. I, Mine has gone bananas uh, it, it, no no surprise uh I where, would, you, where would we find that gary can't look because that'll disrupt his phone you, you have to turn you have to turn it on in your settings to to have the stats oh. but like i can tell you because every sunday it gives you a weekly update and yesterday right. it told me hey your screen time is down 11 percent this week to three hours and 19 minutes i was like oh that's that's a lot that, uh here, here's where i'm at i'm down six percent from last week yeah and I'm at two hours and forty nine minute daily average. That's that's pretty good. I feel like I, I was under two hours. Like before the pandemic, I was definitely under two hours. But what the fuck? Give us a break. We're in a pandemic. If you got to look at the phone for you know sure, news, sure. I'm constantly connected to the White House. I've got to look at my screen. All right, but then to humble you, Jimmy, then you go into which apps have been used the most. Oh, okay. And then that'll tell you whether you've really been looking. Where's at the that? News. See all activity. Yeah. And um, mine's oh, mine is Safari. Surprisingly, that, that's oh, mine, not what I expected. Mine is Twitter by 30, 38 minutes. Mm-hmm. Twitter, uh, the, uh, and then messages, then Facebook, then sort it uh, game I play, then news, then ways, then then Amazon. I'm I'm looking at my iPad. I should look at my phone because my phone is where I'm really spending most of the time, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be embarrassing. Well, <laughs> you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, man. I'm averaging uh, an hour and 32 minutes a day on Butter Royale, which is a video game I play. <laughs> I don't I've never heard of that. What is Butter Royale? Butter Royale is it's a game. It's it's like it's like Fortnite, but it's but instead of killing people, you're just having a food fight. So you're shooting people with mayonnaise and ketchup. Love it. Yeah. Hey, speaking oh, of food fun. fights and shooting people with food, uh, we watched Bugsy Malone the other night. Oh wow! Have you, when's the last time anybody saw Bugsy Malone? Is that I have the kid a seven, with seventy-eight? I think. Yeah. Uh, what, Garen? That's the Jodie Foster movie. Jodie Foster and the great Scott Bale, good American. Yep. I have not Paul seen Williams that uh, wrote the music. Paul Williams wrote the music. Uh, it, uh, boy, it stinks. <laughs> boys that uh, you know here's the truth it's not a good movie but i enjoyed it danielle and i both enjoyed it oliver uh you know saw it for what it was and it's like no not for <laughs> uh but boy if you like if you like paul williams you're gonna love that movie because uh you hear all of paul williams uh musical tricks every one of uh, the paul williams uh writing tricks are uh, are shown all right everybody here we go. wants that man bugsy malone in there <laughs> uh this is uh, this may be an easy question this may be an easy question all right many actors have played him but who was the first on-screen james bond 
Oof. Oh. Many actors have played him, but who was the first on-screen James Bond? I'm writing down my guess, which is a great guess or a horrible guess. Yeah, I mean, I also have a great guess or a horrible what guess. What if it's a trick question? It, this is one of the possibilities. <sighs> well, uh, we got a lot of options on the table, that being, mm-hmm. those being one of them. Um, and uh, we got Gary Goldman here. Gary, of course, has got the great special over there on HBO, HBO Max, The Great Depression. Watched it, right? Is yeah. it the funniest? No, of course it's not. It's <laughs> really, really great. Um, but it's uh, more importantly, it's important. If, I know that's weird to say about a comedy special, but it's an important comedy special to uh, about uh, depression and, and, and dealing with it in addition to Gary's great comedy. So uh, if you have not seen it, now's the time to jump on it. It is well worth watching. Um, and then if you want comedy after that, watch Brian Regan. So, but before that, <laughs> what's up, Gary? What's up? You still there? I, I, Gary, I thought you took off. <laughs> I, like, I like your Jesus. It was perfect. Gary, what are you guys, before I go around the horn, Gary, tell me about you and your wife there. Uh, how are you handling the pandemic? Oh, it always seems to be a go-to question during these times. Are you guys, uh, do you go out occasionally to get, get groceries? Do you have them delivered? Do you go to the Target? Do you, uh, you go on walks? What are you guys doing? We we go to the grocery. We're, we're actually not in New York City. We're, we're with Sade is my, my wife. It's not the Sade. It's, it's a Sade. Mm-hmm. And we we go to the grocery store together we are staying at at her at her um mom's house in outside of atlanta oh yeah so there are there are actually nine of us here staying it's a very very large house and so it's actually been been delightful i've gotten to know my my in-laws and my nieces and and so it's been it's been a, a, a very very interesting and fun time and and i i mean i i realize that that my experience is unusual and and that it's not fraught but i would say that it's been kind of other than the fact that the entire world is suffering it's been a blessing for us (laughs) what uh when did you guys get down there uh let's pretend this thing all happened on march 13th that seems to be the date that we Everybody seems to agree. Uh, right. We really kind of were shutting things down. When did you guys go from New York down to the uh, the Atlanta area? Well, we were actually on vacation in Turks and Caicos starting March 10th. And we went from Turks and Caicos to, to Atlanta on March 16th. So I've, I've been to New York, back to New York a few times over this time. But Sade has, has been here for, throughout that, that time. When you go back to New York, are you are you flying, Gary, or are you driving? Uh, I've driven. I, I I I've been afraid to fly, so I I drive. It's a it's a twelve hour drive, and it's so it's about one book. I listen to an audible book, and and it's it's not too bad. Do you? Uh, by the way, I felt like Sid Dithers there, the Eugene Levy character from Messy Dude. Did you drove or did you flew? What? Um, <laughs> Did you uh, did you stay in a hotel or do you uh, did you sleep in your car during the, the twelve hour? What are you doing? I I take a nap about halfway through and then I drive. So it, so I I leave at about eight a.m. and get to New York at about eleven p.m. Great with with stops and whatnot. It's not too bad. That's not bad at all. No, that you know I yeah. I was just thinking about it. Like I I used to drive home from like Mount Rushmore, uh, Rapid City, back to Chicago. I would make that uh, drive when I was doing stand-up. And that's, I, I don't know how many hours that would be, but it's probably similar. 
And I don't remember yeah. stopping somewhere now that I say that now that I'm talking this through. I think I just same deal stopped, maybe got something neat, took a little nap, then back to business. Yeah. Being, about, a, being a stand up, you get used to these long drives and you have your strategies and you, you have your things that occupy you. I've, I've driven cross country and I, I, I enjoy driving, so it's it's not really an issue. It is. Uh, I don't disagree with that. I got, I, admittedly, I got burnt out on it because I did it so much as a road guy when I first started doing yeah. stand up. But, but now I kind of like, hey, that's just that's like, uh, I, I don't know if I could do twelve hours anymore. But like two hours, it's like, oh, that's just yeah, two hours to myself. That and it's nothing. Yeah. And yes. It's, yes. Um, and it's somewhat yeah. relaxing. As weird as that sounds. Um, yeah, it it really is. And and with the availability of of podcasts such as uh, Never Not Funny. Thank you, Gary. And Todd Glass, uh, yeah. I understand that that who else is running a podcast right now? I, I think <laughs> Terry Gross has has joined the the podcasting field, and uh, and also Audible books. I get that free credit every month. It, the driving is not a is not an issue for me. Um, I, uh, I had another what, on the, along these lines, Yuri. Uh, have you done any of the Zoom stand up comedy shows? Have you done any of that, or have you just kind of Take it a break. Write yourself a new no, set. No, no. I th the thing is, Jimmy, is that I I got a book deal before the pandemic, so I've been writing oh writing a book. So I do that, and and I've been so disciplined about it, Jimmy. You'd really you'd really be impressed. I write every single day on my book, and it, and it's just it's it's given me purpose and focus, and I, and I'm very very grateful. The the pandemic could not be working out better for, for, for Gary Goldman. <laughs> well, good for you. Congratulations, Gary. I mean, I'm glad was, it came along, man. We got to get that book. I was going to take the summer off to write the book, and then I, I just got this this real boon. <laughs> uh, Gary Goldman's with us. The Great Depression, the name of the special. I would imagine the book will have a similar title. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's not a book about the the, the special. I don't. I don't do sequels. I have integrity. I <laughs> I am am doing a a book called K through twelve, and it is a memoir of all my memories and and experiences growing up and going to to public school and things like that. And Love and it. it's 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 very fun. Gary, I, I don't know if I told you this before, but I, I it's your special angered me. And I mean that in a positive you uh, for years, I would tell stories of, uh, you know, when you were in grade school of leaning down to get a drink out of the water fountain, which even for me as a, a short guy was way <laughs> too low. And then yeah. somebody coming up behind you and hitting your head into it uh, to be funny. And it would be like, what the fuck is funny about that? And for years, I would <laughs> I would share those stories and it never I'm a again, I'm a professional comedian. It never occurred to me. Hey, that's a bit. Make that into a bit. So when I saw your oh. bit about that and if I'm, if, I, if I'm getting your words right, it would be like and then they would smash your head into it for a prank. Yes. <laughs> right. And yes, like that's that's exactly right. It made me laugh so prank. hard. Right. What the f you're 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 taking my teeth out of my mouth. How the fuck is that a prank? <laughs> Such a yes. great bit. Such a great oh, special. Thanks. And that, thanks, and that's man. I really I really appreciate that. Well, as I said before you got on the air, you uh, before this pandemic hit, you were in my opinion one of the best stand-up comics working today and when the pandemic lifts and uh you got to go on a book tour, uh, whatever. Go see Gary Goldman. That's my point, everybody. Get a chance. You Thank see you. Gary Goldman live. Thank you. You enjoy him, even if he doesn't ask you to open up for him at Largo and he goes to the lesser people. Go <laughs> see him. 
go oh, see Gary. Why, why would he ask a, a listener of our podcast to open for him at Largo? That seems like almost more of a personal gripe that you were sharing. Uh, no, I was actually a, 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 a comic who listens said, hey, if you get a chance, uh, you know, okay. really bust Goldman's balls about not having him ask me to be the uh, the opener at Largo. And uh, I well, said, I'm you know who I, I have? Brian Kiley, who when I first started out as an open micer, he, he used to have me, me open for him. And so we, we have sort of a tradition of him opening for me at, at Largo. He's a terrific guy who you know from Conan. Well, then who was it down in San Diego? Oh, yeah, Donaher. Didn't you have Matt Donaher down in San Diego? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, if I was to do Largo, I would have Matt Donaher or Brian Kiley open for me too because they don't do what I do. They do nothing but set up punch, set up punch, and they yeah. do 3,000 more jokes than I'm going to do in my hour, but it doesn't step on anything I'm doing. Those are the perfect guys, right, Gary? Yeah, I, re- I really believe in that, and and also I just have a, a long history with with both of them, so that it's it's great. Yeah, and boy, they're both great. They're, and by the way, how you don't get nicer guys in that fucking green room oh than Gary God. Goldman, Brian Kiley, and Matt Donner. Holy shit! <laughs> it's like the nice guy mafia. It really is. I mean, there's the uh, yes, you guys can be a little snippy and bitter, but uh, what comic isn't? But for the most part, like you know, add Phil Rosenthal and Kevin Cronin into that mix, and you guys are just the Way too many nights. I throw Cronin into that because you got to have some music too. You get get just hear these guys talk comedy all the time. It's a nice guy dream uh, team right there. It really is. <laughs> yeah, Matt, let's bring it to the Olympics and then have uh, see a documentary later and go. You know who's an asshole? Michael Jordan. All right. <laughs> so uh, let me go around the horn. We go to the uh, the uh, the number one funny weather desk sponsored by uh, the Pop Culture Beast uh, dot com. Uh, now, Garen, you got a new background there. Was that made to uh, by our friend Elliot Hochberg for you? Yes, it was. He's it's great. Surprised with it. Sh- uh, threw it over here the other day. Threw it? Yeah, Emailed threw it. it over there. Yeah, just tossed uh, it. Garen, what's going on other than trying to survive in Van Nuys uh, with the uh, fireworks? What's happening in Van Nuys, California over the weekend? Uh, it's been it's been kind of rough. These They've been blowing off fireworks here for weeks. Right. And it's baffling me. But no, we had a couple of those big 180s, 180s, M80s. <laughs> Over the over the night, guy did a full reversal, huh? Yeah. Are you going to yeah. do a one eighty on the M eighty? <laughs> I want you to come around on the M eighty, Karen. Do a one eighty on that. What happened? I don't know. I don't even know how to respond to you, that. Karen, just blame the latency uh, uh, on for uh, on Zoom for uh, that was like your... a self imposed microphone fail. <laughs> yeah, I just my brain just went out. Just Some kind of down. weird verbal autocorrect. <laughs> Uh, oh, but speaking of autocorrect, I, I pointed this out to you guys. Autocorrect, whenever I write to, to Garen, insists on changing his name to Grain. <laughs> yeah. G-R-A-I-N. So, uh, uh, Grain, uh, th- I think that's somehow we're going to have to figure out that to be your new nickname. Grain. <laughs> I'm about as exciting as a piece of grain. Oh, oh come Garen, on. come on, Garen. man. Oh, self-deprecating Let us make fun that. of you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Come on, man. It's a character that you do, right? You can't... Uh, you can't uh, own it (laughs) (laughs) why would you want that (laughs) would you would you would you own the character of garen cockerel now i'm turning into him i can't speak (laughs) (laughs) it's that verbal autocorrect again garen did you make any road trips you go to duarte to go to el monte to get a you get a hot dog or anything no i haven't really gone anywhere i did go to target the other day and it was like that was it i can't i'm I just don't want to. I don't want to leave. I don't want to go anywhere. It's it's nerve wracking. Well, go outside though. That's the best place to be. Go outside and 
uh, you know, take a walk if you need to. Wear your mask, of course, if you're near people. Safety uh, first. Of course. Garen. Yeah, Garen, have you seen The Great Depression? Not yet, no. I need oh, to. Because I, I need a laugh. Could, yeah, I think you could use it because you're, you're, um, you seem down. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I am a little off today. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I just didn't sleep right or what, but I feel a little... Are you are you dehydrated? Are you are you? Well, you let me tell caffeine? you. I, I'm uh, just about through a, a delicious Celsius wild berry. Not a sponsor, but we thank the listener for sending it. This wow, is own, that this that, is my own that was seamless. That was a seamless <laughs> plug. Um, what uh, I'm with I'm with Gary. Uh, you do seem a little sluggish, and that maybe yeah, some caffeine, know. maybe that Celsius will kick in soon. I think the Celsius is the problem. I think it's I think it's throwing his whole system into a, it's like a roller coaster of chemicals that are it's just messing him up. That could be Garrett. It's it's possible. Hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> no, I said that I was I was uh, I was sharing your information. I was confirming your information to Garrett. God, thank you. I, I know who you are. I, <laughs> and if I did if I did it wrong, I would have said I agree with that, uh, Garrett. Uh, Matt, you uh, can Matt, are you, are you fine with me saying that on your behalf? Like, yes, yeah. I would. I yes, it's, it sounds like you were calling me Garen. I was not, I I, and I would be, own it if I was. I do not want to be associated with Garen. <laughs> of course not. Especially today. <laughs> that sluggish mush mouth, you don't want to be part of that. Uh, but uh, Garen, uh, Gary brings up a great point. You should watch that special, The Great Depression. I think it would be very helpful for you. If nothing else, it might convince you to go into therapy. <laughs> it could be the thing that does it finally. You've never gone, right, Garen? I went when I was a child. I don't remember yeah, but then you're yeah, just kind of doing that, it to make your parents happy, right? Don't you think yeah. uh, you go now, you're doing it for yourself? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you talk about, about your parents. Right. Maybe I will. And I they can do it. Should. Now, Gary, are you doing yours via video? Uh, I, I've just been doing it over the phone once a week, and and it's been going, going really well. I, I was really surprised that talking on the phone could replace a lot of the, the conversations that I was that I was having with, with people that it would give me the same type of, of energy. And, and even, even this zoom conversation, I, my, my mood is much higher than when we first started. I, I, I just, I, I, I need these conversations during the day. And, and I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get the same type of mood enhancement from talking on the phone or, or doing video, but I, I have been able to. So I'm very grateful for that. Once again, I'm just really, I'm, I'm having a blast during this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's coming up, Gullman. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right, Garen. <laughs> wait, 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 no, no. <laughs> what? Uh, all right, Garen, give me your. Uh, by the way, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those times where, when we're done, Garen's going to go. Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you guys that I got married. Like it's going to be one of those, <laughs> right? It's like nothing, right, go, yes. nothing going on. Yeah, no, I didn't I haven't left the house, and then suddenly, oh, uh, actually, yeah, I won the lottery though. That happened. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, I watched sneakers last night. That's hey, what'd you think? Happened. It's a little slow, but it's it's still it's definitely nineties adult thriller stuff. It's boy, we enjoyed it when we watched it. A few I didn't weeks dislike ago. it. I just also I watched it at two o'clock in the morning, so that may have been a mistake. But uh, sure. it was it was a good, you know, a couple hours to kill. Before yeah. bed. High praise uh, from Garen Cockrell. <laughs> good couple, couple of hours to kill. Couple hours to kill. Popculturebeast.com. <laughs> uh, all right, Garen, give me your answer. Who do you think the first James Bond on was it on film? Was that the specific uh, word on screen? I believe is how it was put. Let me give it to you again here. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm worried it's going to be a trick. Uh, many actors have played him, but who was the first on screen James Bond? 
See, that could, uh, that could be television. That could be film. Right. Yeah, right. Could be a, did, did he show up on the as a character in the Dean Martin <laughs> comedy hour? Like what? What? You know, oh, oh James Bond is here. And then, you I know, it's Frank Gorshin. Uh, <laughs> thank you gary James i knew gary would laugh at that if nobody else in the world would oh that's great thank you gary gary goldman says jimmy pardo is great that's why i'm gonna put that day matt add that to our press release i will uh i took a weird swing at this i don't know if it's correct or not um but i went with woody allen woody allen Wow, that uh, is a very that is weird a, swing. A, the weirdest swing. It's not. It's not that weird because he was in the original Casino Royale, so it's not that weird. It's actually a, a, a an odd one, but not weird. I don't know. Did he play Bond in Casino? I've never seen the original. Yeah, but but that came out after in the late sixties, right? It was after a bunch well, of I other. Think, yeah. yeah, I think an, I think a number of people played Bond in that or or something. I never watched it, but for some reason, I think Peter O'Toole was in it. Oh, so that guy had a year. All right, well, if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's how no, trivia works, we'll find guys. Out. I honestly, <laughs> that's right. Thank you for walking us through it, Garen. I thought we were going to have five of the same answer, and we were either all going to get it right or all going to get it wrong. But uh, uh, Garen has blown that up. Well, There's going to be at least three, I still think. Still a chance for point. four. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, Garen, we wish you a lot of luck. It sounds like a lot's happening in Van Nuys, specifically that's in your apartment. Times. So much is going on. Um, as a reminder, I was in Van Nuys. My doctor was in Van Nuys, Dr. Vinny Wombats. Uh, <laughs> Wait and, a minute. Wendy Liebman sees him, too. Jesus Christ. Well, I, he's great. I, I don't believe it. I don't uh, doubt it. He's, he's, he's the best. Yeah. Although some of the things he used to say to, to the late Rodney Dangerfield, I felt were, were counterproductive to help. <laughs> it was, but at the, I, think, I think that's the way Rodney heard it. You know, there, because okay. do you have I an mean, example? Fairness, I only knew, go ahead, Matt. What do you have an example of that, Gary? Yeah, Gary. Well, I, I remember there was one time when when he uh, was diagnosed with with a heart condition and he asked for a second opinion. And uh, uh, Dr. Wombats <laughs> said, uh, you're ugly, too. <laughs> what? Oh, no, that is that is wrong for a doctor. I will agree with you on that, Gary. That's a, that's a oh, good well. example of boom bots not being uh, not having a yeah. good bedside manner. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you what. I saw Rodney in it and it and it didn't last long. But but I saw Rodney in, in Vegas at the at the uh, Tropicana and he had just gone through a six week course of of what they call cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a very effective uh, treatment for depression and anxiety and and a lot of mental illnesses and and he adjusted his catchphrase and i th i think it was associated with this with this cbt therapy it was no longer i i i get no respect it was i i don't get as much respect as i'd like but to say i don't get respect would be to overstate it <laughs> uh, that you can't put that on a t-shirt that, that that didn't last long right no no uh it was it was a, a six-week brief course of of cbt and, and it didn't last it didn't i see last. Uh, by the way I, I take cbt oil and it really <laughs> needs to calm me down it uh by the way i boom bots also told rodney uh matt because you're asking he told rodney that he should walk uh you know go out for a walk walk uh, three walk three miles a day and i guess a week later rodney called him from a payphone and said doc i'm 20 more miles away from my house what do i do oh god so so i mean boom bots isn't really clear a lot of the time uh, that seems like that's on rodney that one i don't blame the doctor 
Well, again, uh, you know, Rodney. Yeah, you're right. Rodney could have asked for clarification, certainly. Yeah. But I do like the math. I, the math's the math holds up. Yeah, it's uh, boy that that album is phenomenal, and he's great. God, Rodney's great. Oliver and I watch the clips all the time of him on Carson. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, Woody Allen is Elliot's uh, uh, buddy Garen's guest. <laughs> and um, <laughs> see, I know what I'm doing. I know how to catch it. Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, let's check in with. Oh, we lost Gary Goldman. Oh no. Gary, guys, Gary. hold on, he's back. I, I, I'm sorry. What? Ha- I don't know what happened. You know what? Can we go to a break? Is that possible? Break. Let's take a break. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, while we figured out Gary's uh, phone situation, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more. We'll go around the horn, get more information. Uh, Gary Goldman, right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Gary Gullman's on Twitter, at Gary Gullman, exactly where you'd expect to find him. Give him a follow. He's always funny, even on Twitter, where it's sometimes not easy to be funny, but uh, he pulls it off with a plum. But mostly, check out The Great Depression on HBO and HBO Max. Um, It's fantastic. I watched it, uh, I don't know, whenever it came out last year or the beginning of this year. Feels like a million years ago, but uh, it was great, and I might even revisit it because I really enjoyed it. So check out The Great Depression on HBO, and uh, if you happen to be an Emmy voter, vote for it because uh, it deserves recognition. It's awesome. Jimmy Pardo also on Twitter, at Jimmy Pardo. Garen is at My Name is Garen. Elliot's at Elliot Hochberg, and the show is at Never Not Funny. Did I mention that? Uh, it's also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Never Not Funny. And then uh, if you check out YouTube, if you like YouTube, uh, and uh, it's got a lot of good stuff on it, but one of the good things on YouTube is uh, Never Not Funny's channel. That's where you find clips of every episode, plus Jimmy's records and tapes. So check it out. Click the uh, subscribe button. Click the bell. You get notifications whenever we put up a new clip. Enjoy. Listen, I've been a broken record on Factor Meals. As I mentioned on the last episode, even my doctor knows that I eat the Factor Meals. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're, you're actually not only reading the ads that go in the show, but you're advertising in doctor's offices for Factor now. That's exactly right. I'm the Muzak of Factor. <laughs> I'm going from... And I appreciate uh, it. I'm uh, more than happy to do it. Now, these things are ready in just two minutes. They've got over 35 different options to choose from every week. they got the Calorie Smart Protein Plus... Uh, various different meals. I uh, just this way this morning. I had to pick my meals for next week. You pick you pick a week in advance. Yep. And uh, you know what? I decided to give myself a little treat. I got the filet mignon. Yum. Which is uh, it's a little extra to get that. Right. And I'm allowing myself that maybe every six weeks or something. Get you know what? It's Why nice. not? Yeah. Treat yourself. You you've earned it, Jimmy. I have earned it. I'll tell you something. It is delicious. Yeah. I got to try that. Oh, I haven't had that one. They do a great job. I, uh, the other day I had the uh, what is it the. Uh, Spanish lime chicken or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That was a spicy lime chicken, whatever that whatever that one is, yeah. was delicious. I love the shredded taco, chicken taco thing that mm-hmm. they do. Uh, again, I've not, I've not had a bad factor. Yeah, and I've said this before, like a lot of these things, because I get a lot of the like, uh, you know, low carb ones. And I find that that's great with, uh, if you want to get like a, a low carb tortilla and you, you can put it in there and make it into a, a wrap or a tortilla type situation or some uh, sweet potato chips and you kind of use like the queso, the chili queso, whatever. Mm. Uh, that's just, I, I like doing my own thing with it. You can sort of uh, use their, what they give you as a base and then uh, do what you want with the it. The factor is there for a base. You heard it from Matt Belknap. Now, head to factormeals.com slash Pardo50. Use code Pardo50. You're going to get 50% off. That's 50% off. Uh, really wish I would have said zero there. Uh, that is code Pardo50 at factormeals.com slash Pardo50 to get 50% off. That's 50% off. 
F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S.com slash P-A-R-D-O-5-0 and use code PARDO50 to get 50% off. Factor! That's a good meal. I'm going to pronounce this properly. Earnin. Earnin. E-A-R-N-I-N is pronounced Earnin. I don't know how else you would pronounce it, but they really want it clear that that's how to pronounce it. Yeah, I guess maybe some people might get a little confused because two words that are usually separated by a space are actually squished together into one word. All right, so let's let's go with your premise. Mm -hmm. You got the two words. You got earn and in. How would you say those separately? Earnin. That's together. I asked for you to do it separately. Oh, separately. Earn in. Er, earn in. All right, now do it together. You're in. Yeah, see? You're... <laughs> uh, all right, so maybe they're right. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to 100 bucks a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Look, again, we, we've talked about it before. Maybe you got a last-minute gift for a loved one. you got upcoming rent. Uh, and, uh-oh, paychecks run out with the other bills. That's where Earnin jumps in and helps you out. Uh, you can download Earnin today. Uh, let me spell that for you. We've had fun pronouncing it. <laughs> now let's spell it. Let me spell it for you. E-A-R-N-I-N, and that is in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, I'm asking you to do this for us. Type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That'll let them know that we sent you there. It helps us out. Never Not Funny under podcast over there at Earnin. It is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Once again, Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up, get up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Earnin. Get your money now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program, episode 2619, The Hardcastle. Gary Goldman's with us, one of the best comics working today. You get a chance to see him when the pandemic's over. Go do that. Take advantage of it. Uh, Gary's phone is playing games with us. We're not happy about it. Uh, I got to uh, assume it's our uh, it's our government trying to uh, restrict our free speech. <laughs> Right. <laughs> My friend went to Target the other day and ripped all the masks off the counter and, and, and off the display. And I was happy that she did it. Luckily, she documented it because nobody tells me to wear a fucking mask. Nobody. <laughs> uh, Gary, let's get your answer for the trivia question in case we lose you again. And then, uh, Gary, I'll text you and say goodbye to you. And thank you for coming on the show. And if we lose you again, Gary, don't panic. Uh, just uh, uh, just assume we're saying goodbye nice uh, now like nice people and we thank you for being here and we wish you a lot of luck and of course I'll uh, talk about your special some more is that a, okay so 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 this is a, a a name should I should I tell you how much I'm wagering uh, yeah let's get let's get all the information oh, yeah. from you yeah that's a good point yeah okay so I'm re- wagering uh, 18 and my my guess and it's an educated guess based on Names I heard bandied about when I was a kid, when a certain actor would come on television and my parents would say, without exception, they would say, ooh, he's aged. He's aged. (laughs) That that was a fun game we used to play in my house where older looking people would come on my my television and my parents would would be horrified by the way these people had had aged. And and I, I remember saying to myself, Never get to that point in your life where one of your favorite things to do is say how some actor that you once admired has aged. Okay, so this is this is my my guess, educated based on, and I I wouldn't recognize this man if I ever saw him, but I remember my parents saying, "Ooh, he's aged." When I was a kid, and his name was Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Of course, uh, he's not he's not saying the old man. He's not saying senior. 
this right. is Ephraim Zimbalus <laughs> Jr., who, by the way, Gary, I'm with you. You could show me a picture of five. That's a name I've heard my whole life. Yeah. You could show me a, 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 a stack of five photos. No clue which one would be him. That's. But I've heard that name, yes. too. I'm so confused, though, like because I don't know where I've heard that name or why I've heard it. Um, uh-oh. Wasn't he in 12 Angry Men, uh, among she, other things? He, uh, was, he in, was he in 12 okay. Angry Men? I'm not sure. It sounds like the kind of name where they're like, uh, you know, he was born Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., but you know him as Bob Dylan. Like, I, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, he hung on to it, Matt. You get a name like Ephraim Zimbalist. I can't even say it. Well, Ephraim. he's a musician. <laughs> Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. is no, he's not. No, Bob no. Dylan is. No, when I clicked his name, it took me to, to, to the father. The father is a musician. I'm yeah, the old man. Okay. My apologies. Yeah. We're talking about Junior. Zimbalist. I, I never met a Zimbalist. I've never heard of any other Zimbalist. If your last name is Zimbalist, you're either Ephraim or Ephraim Jr. <laughs> no, that's it. Just the two of them. Yeah. I went to high school with a guy named Tyler Zimba. Do you think he's related? Hmm. No. Oh, different name. Only. Okay. <laughs> Darren, stop looking up his credits. You're going to see if that answer is right or wrong. He's already okay, given his enough. answer, though. I already answered mine. Well, that might. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, go look up Woody Allen. Uh, all right, Gary Goldman's here. We got his answer. He's right now to quote uh, to steal Matt Belknap's joke. He's uh, laying on his bed like Burt Reynolds and some sort of a <laughs> spread in a magazine. <laughs> Uh, look, uh, now it's frozen again. All right, at some point we're going to lose Gary, and when we do, we'll say goodbye to him politely. Uh, but let's check in with the phone man holding down the fort of Video Village. Hello. Uh, refresh my memory why you're the phone man. Yeah, I don't. Remember. I don't know. You called me that when I, I I put a I put a picture with a bunch of the phone bank behind me for some reason. Oh, that's right. And why did that happen? I didn't understand that either. Um, it was some vague notion about phones that had come up for that episode. I I wish I could tell you better than that. Wow. But uh, I I liked it, so I I did that. Hey, Garen, I apologize. I forgot to ask you what uh, what are we looking at her time and temp wise? Uh, oh yeah, uh, the weather desk. Needs oh, to check the uh, desk. Jimmy, I'm glad you asked. One moment while my system boots up. We are nice doing a 90 degrees currently right now in uh, North Hollywood, oh, wow. California. Okay, North Hollywood, 90 degrees. What's the air quality? You got? Uh, I was told earlier we had a 78. Matt, is that what you said? Yeah, this morning. Oh no, it's down now. What are we looking For at? For me, it's it's just, it's 74. The Where do you UV find index that? Index is extreme. It's on it's on the Apple Weather app, and it's also on my watch. I see. In the same uh, app. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not on your watch. Hey. <laughs> That's the phone, man. That's the kind of humor you can expect from the phone, man, guys. Uh, anything happening in Palms? We need to know about uh, Elliot over the weekend. Well, we were talking about the uh, Fourth of July, the fireworks, and I had a we couple were. tenants. Uh, yep. I had a couple tenants who uh, they asked me. Uh, hey, can we go up on the roof to watch the fireworks with that? Because we do have, we have like a stairwell that goes all the way up the top. We have a weird thing though, uh, up on the roof where instead of like there being like a big deck, there's like a, a three and a half foot square that's fenced in with no gate. (laughs) So you open the door and then you like, if you had to do any work, you've got to climb over this fence, but we can't have a gate up there because there's some liability thing. If we put a gate, then it makes it easy for people to... Anyway, I got all that going in my head, but I had to kind of do the math back and forth, and I, I ended up telling him no, because, uh, you know, if I let one person do that, you know, what other tenants, especially with lockdown and everything, well, why do they get to do it? Why can't we do it? And then I got to have the whole building of tenants going up there. I... I 
I locked it down. I said, I said, unfortunately, no, but thank you for asking. It was a text. So I assume based on how you guys hear my text, that's how, that's how they heard it. So, um, the lesson is the right answer. The lesson is they shouldn't have asked you. They should have just, just gone. go up there. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing about that is that the, the lights don't quite uh, work properly up at the top. So they would have been in the dark and the door is locked. Oh, oh, oh so, so they, actually okay. they wanted you to open it up for them to let them out there. Yeah, uh, that suggests to me that perhaps they went and tried. Right. <laughs> and they found that they could not get through. Yeah. Uh, Here's a fun so. piece of trivia for you, Elliot. I proposed to Danielle on the roof of our apartment when we. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. When we shared, uh, when we lived That's over nice. on Hayworth Avenue here in Los Angeles, California. Very cool. With the yeah. smell of Jerry's, no, not Jerry's Deli, with Cantor's Deli. Cantor's Deli. Wafting up from below. Yep. <laughs> oh. I said, let's get married so we can get the fuck away from this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do we got? What's going on? Uh, what's going on oh. behind you there, uh, Elliot? It looks like you're uh, you're also in motion, just like Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a, I, 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 the green screen fell down. And uh, so, you know, you know, you're seeing the outside, what's outside of my, uh, of my chair. But again, right you also are in a very smooth car. You guys are lucky yeah. to be in smooth sailing vehicles. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Well, I'm a professional, Jimmy. Matt, Matt's more about audio. I'm more about video. I see. Yeah. Uh, all right, Elliot, before we lose you in some sort of a crash, uh, <laughs> give me your uh, trivia answer, please. Uh, I also am not sure. I like uh, Casino Royale uh, is definitely my reference. Uh, I know there were a lot of people. So then probably if that is the earliest one, which I think it might be, if that's the earliest James Bond, then it's whoever appears on screen first which is maybe why this is called screen time. Oh. But I'm going with David Niven. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. my answer. That's David good, Niven. That's answer. good logic. I like, the, I like all the logic there. Many actors have played him, but who was the first on screen, James Bond? And you're going with uh, David Niven. David oh, Jesus Niven. I believe Christ. he was... Elliot, you almost just hit a bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm not driving. I'm just in. I'm just in the back, off uh, at an angle. For no, some tell, reason. tell that guy to your eyes on the road. I like got very worried. You're in a rumble hey, seat or something. Keep your eyes on the road. They hey, can't hear a... me. They can't hear me. It's a box truck. Hey, did you guys see the sticks on that dame? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See. Uh, all right. Well, listen, David Nivens. Oh, you ran. You ran out of film there. <laughs> Uh, all right, Elliot Hoper, we got your answer. Palms, California, you're holding yeah. down the fort. Nobody's on. You got the, my uh, joke as well, so we can go to here. Nobody's on the roof up there. Uh, nope. Right, safety first. Keep you stay on your floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Matt, let's get yours. Uh, I, I'm I'm shocked that, uh, that I I thought uh, I thought we all thought that what I thought, which is that Doctor No was the first James Bond movie before Casino Royale. Uh, so I have to say Sean Connery. But but I'm I'm Good questioning guess. everything now. I'm not only am I questioning uh, whether that was the first James Bond movie. I'm also questioning whether, like I've said before, uh, like there was some other appearance prior to Doctor No. I'm interested to see what the answer is. It's uh, this is this is a good one. I, it just seems too obvious that it would be if it's Sean Connery. It's like it's so obvious. But uh, then again, no one else has said it yet. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's where this is not my guess. But when did George Lazenby? He was oh, that was a few. He was not, he the, was first. not the first, huh? Yeah, he was. He was, in, he, he was in between Connery and Roger Moore, and then oh, he was. I thought Casino Royale actually was in the middle there too, but I could be wrong. I thought I, I thought Lazenby was between Connery and Connery because I think they were, I thought they were going to get rid of Connery and and then and oh then they brought maybe back. maybe maybe Gary, you got thoughts on this? Is it true that Dr. No and Dr. Uh, Vincent W. Boombots used to share an office? <laughs> I think they did. And I think Demento was also in that same complex. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. They wouldn't allow oh. Dr. Detroit, though, in there. Oh, goddamn right they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he was in Detroit. That wouldn't make yeah, any boom. sense. <laughs> well, he tried to move in there, though. Boom, boom Bots put his foot down, and uh, luckily, <laughs> Demento went along with it. Yeah. Dr. No, of course, just used his catchphrase of uh, no. <laughs> uh, all right. My guess was actually uh, the same as Elliot's, David Niven. That was my oh, guess wow. as well. I went with David Niven. If, but if, I don't think we're right. If I do Casi- not think we're right. But if Casino Royale is the first Bond movie, which it may be, that's a really good guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, Peter Sellers was in that too, right? Look, look at Gary's frozen frame right now. <laughs> look, looks like he's trying to show us his balls. <laughs> All we see is his thigh, his blue, sh- the tip oh. of his blue shirt. Now he's back. He's All right. Back. Hi, Gary. Right. <laughs> uh, Gary Goldman's with That's us. That's right. right. Peter Sellers. Special. So wait, was, the, was that the same movie that Peter Sellers and Woody Allen and David Niven all played him? Okay. Yeah. See, I've never seen that one either. I so I wouldn't be surprised if like Harvey Corman ended up playing him on an early Carol Burnett show. Yeah, that's what I'm crazy. saying. Like it's some oh, weird yeah. variety Christ, show appearance. Yeah. Uh, there's only one way to find out, gentlemen. Open the post-it. And that's by putting the fake Balabans on and going to the post-it. Uh, and again, Gary, I don't know if you heard. I said David Niven, Gary. I don't know if you saw that when you're trying to show us your ball sack. Yep. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. I will tell you this. Nobody's right. Wow. Wow. The answer is Barry Nelson. Ha! <laughs> Barry Nelson. Who the hell is Barry? Well, I'm going to tell you something. I, I got some information about that, Elliot. But here's the weird part. I knew the answer to this. Because I went to grade school with a guy named Barry Nelson, and everybody's parent would make the reference uh, of, oh, it's James Bond. Every fucking parent wow. would do it, and we didn't know what it meant. Wow. And, and I heard that name my whole life, Barry Nelson. I can't believe that huh. I, I didn't get this. You could have gotten this. So, all right. So, what, uh, what do we know anymore? Barry Nelson played Bond in a 1954 made-for-TV movie called, again, Casino Royale. Uh, Sean Connery was the first theater Bond in 1962 with Dr. No. Nelson is more known for playing the, the uh, again, my son's handwriting is atrocious. Nelson is more well known for playing Villamin in The Shining. That can't be what it is, though. Ullmanin? Is that the bartender? U-L-L-M-A-N-I-N. Ullman. Ullman in The Shining. Oh, it's Ullman. U-L-L-M-A-N. Other word in The Shining. So he played Ullman. Barry Nelson. Wow. So I don't remember Ullman. <laughs> I don't either. I, I and I've never heard Bonner? of this. But that's the, that's one of those things. Like if you're Bond, Bond is one of those things that there's psycho fans of that franchise and they all know that trivia. Matt, is it safe to say there's a strong bond amongst the Bond fans? Thank I don't, you. I'm, I actually, I'm, I've heard they don't get along whatsoever. It's ironic. Oh, that's a weird <laughs> fan group to be part of. Yeah. They hate each other. Uh, <laughs> Gary, do you have a, like our friends here, like Matt is a uh, huge Star Wars guy. He's a, he's big into the Star uh, Wars world. Uh, that franchise, Gary could probably be described as that as well, but he likes the horror films and Elliot's all over the place. He likes Star Wars. He likes other, is there a thing that you are very much into uh, uh, format, not format, genre wise? Uh, I would say that, that, I'm really into the movie Goodfellas. That's that's sort of the thing that I that I can answer a lot of questions about, and 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 the Simpsons. I would say I'm a I'm a an expert in the in the Simpsons, but but I I we couldn't really afford the Star Wars action figures, which was sort of the the entry into into fanaticism over the the Star Wars figures. But I I also have a ridiculous, much like you, a ridiculous knowledge of of 1970s and 80s major league baseball oh hmm. 
Uh, your team growing up was the Red Sox, Gary? Yes, but I, I was a big fan of all baseball, but pretty much the only way you could see teams that weren't in your market was through this week in baseball. Right. And yeah. uh, baseball cards. And Gary, did you grow and up, baseball. you know, we grew up uh, the Kmart near our, near our house. If you bought a Slurpee, you'd get a plastic collectible cup with a player's image on it with a nondescript hat because the Major League Baseball did not give approval, just the players did. Uh, did you guys have those as well growing up? We, we had a lot of different sort of regional giveaways. Yeah, but it wasn't through through Kmart. I remember 7-Eleven, there was a Slurpee that would give you a, a disc, a 3D disc of a Major League Baseball player that was pretty cool. And I used to collect them and, and then it... it just it, it became the the baseball baseball card business just just destroyed baseball cards really for me right around 1991 or so that's exactly what had happened and i i started collecting i got into them big in 89 and 90 and then ni- and i enjoyed going to those baseball card shows and yeah, then when, me when too. I, I decided i wanted to get back into it maybe let's say five years ago it's like you know what i, I, I missed that i kind of liked the baseball i like the i like going there i like the so I looked up baseball card shows, assuming there'd be a hundred of them on any given weekend here in Los <laughs> Angeles. And there's like one a year now, like there's none. Yeah. Yeah. I, before the pandemic, I actually went to one in, in New York and I saw a couple of players that I, that I recognized. One was Mark Bavaro from the New York giants. And, and he was actually, a, uh, grew up in the town next to mine and he played high school football with, with Nick DiPaolo. So, oh. so I, I introduced myself to him and, and it was, it was really nice. It was, a, it was a cool thing, this baseball card show, but it was, it was not like it was when we were kids. The baseball card shows were, were just about every weekend when we were growing up. And, and this was one in for the year, I think. Yeah, I, I, they were fun. Cause you'd go and you like to Gary's point, you'd, there'd be baseball players there and, uh, you get their autographs and so on and so forth on the, you know, baseball, you get your photograph taken with them. And I met so yeah. many of my, at the time heroes. Now probably they were just old cranky racists probably, but, uh, I didn't know that at Maybe. the time. Yeah. I, the other thing I used to do when I was a kid was I would send letters to players and then with a self-dressed hand envelope and then and then they would mail back their their autograph now in some cases they were probably just a, a bat boy signing autographs and it was it was really cool back when i used to really enjoy the mail the, ma- the mail has really lost a lot of its a lot of its excitement for me over the over has the years. it really I, I see you guys a mail i love the mail i, I, I love the mail <laughs> oh i resent i resent having to open envelopes and bills and things like that i i just did piles up but when i was a kid Oh, I went to the mailbox every day, hoping that I would I would get a a, a Dan Quisenberry autograph. <laughs> and did and did Quisenberry respond? Did you get one from Q? Quisenberry Quisenberry responded, and I'm trying to think. Gary Carter sent not only my baseball card autographed, he sent me a postcard in which he wrote Gary, God bless Gary Carter, and then a a, a I think a biblical. A biblical type mm. of of reference on the on the the back, which which I I felt was was in poor taste, but I appreciated <laughs> I appreciated the the autograph. I just didn't don't don't try to convert me. I'm a, right. I'm a Jew. It's 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 clear from my my last name that that this is a Jewish kid writing, and I and I don't want to. Uh, 
second guess the teachings of my rabbi. <laughs> I to to your point though, maybe it was a young bat boy doing it who didn't understand the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a religious zealot back boy. Yes, that's what I think it was. Uh, hey, Gary, you, so you, I think you'll appreciate this. For a moment. Um, growing up, uh, Bucky Dent played for the White Sox before he went over to the Yankees. And uh, Bucky Dent, this was at a time where they, and I may have told the story on the podcast before, where, where baseball players still had to have jobs in the offseason. And Bucky Dent worked for the Bell Screw Company. And you could call him. And he would get on the phone and, and talk with you. It was the craziest thing. Like you'd you'd oh call up God. and the secretary would answer and go, you know, Bell Screw Company, Bucky Dent uh, office. And I'd go, uh, hi, can I speak to Bucky? And and she would hear that it's a kid and go, okay, hang on. And then Bucky would get on and go, hello, who's this? And I'd go, oh, it's, my name is Jim. Oh, hi, Jim. What's going on? I go, I just want to talk. And he would talk to you and then say, well, well you give me your address. I'll send you an autograph. And then within two days, you'd get an autograph. And it had the White Sox logo on it and the Bell Screw Company logo on it. <laughs> and he would send you an autograph. It was the, it was and he would talk like if you called him the next day, he would talk to you again. <laughs> it was crazy. That is that is amazing. Do you know what Bucky's real name is? I think it's Ephraim Zimbalist. <laughs> <laughs> we all had it in Zoom. Let the first person get it in. <laughs> On my end, that was, was in perfect uh, sync. I don't know what you. I don't know what, what you. Oh, I, oh, I guess who's in charge of editing, huh? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. Like, I, I'm sure you were ahead of me because I, I heard it as I was saying it from you. I, I think we all said Russell, it the exact. Russell Earl. Russell Earl Dent. Earl Dent. Oh, you're talking about Bucky? Yeah. Yes. Russell Earl Dent. Hey, Russell Russ, coming to the plate. Russ Excellent. Dent. Russell Dent. Hold what, on. Garen? Garen's it's got Russ, it. It's uh, Russell Earl O'Day. This is oh, it's not even Dent? No. It's not even Dent? <laughs> no, his... <laughs> All right. You know what? His... We got to say goodbye to Gary. I think that's the, <laughs> the best thing to do. Gary, we got to say goodbye to you. All right. I love you guys. Thank love you too, pal. Take care. Be safe. Good to see you. You too. All right, Thank the great, the great again, Gary guys. Goldman. Uh, the great Gary Goldman, guys. Uh, uh, I hated getting rid of him. He's, he's a great guest, a funny guy, but... Uh, one of the best comics with one of the worst phones. What are you going to do? <laughs> I blame Atlanta. I blame the Atlanta area. I don't blame his phone as much as I do the cell service in the Peach State. Well, it's hot. Oh, it's hot, Atlanta. Oh, we're going to go down there, right, John? Uh, so, Garen, you were giving us the... the you, you could finish up with that Bucky Dent information. Yeah, his he and his half brother were raised by his mother's brother James Earl Dent. Oh, uh, no. and they're his wife, so they changed his name to that. But his mom wouldn't let them legally adopt him. Oh, well, that's still very nice of the of the Dent family to take care of Bucky like he was one of his own. He didn't mention any of that on the phone calls, Jimmy. <laughs> Never came up. <laughs> why, why wouldn't he explain it, that to you? You know, it, it was it was always one of the well, we're going to try to have a good team next year. Like it was it was all like he probably had the same script that he said to every kid that called. Yeah. But he could, but he took it like I would like literally I would call one day. My brother would call another day. My stepbrother would call the next day like he and he would take all the calls. Wow, that's great. It's great. Uh, uh, all right. Let's get everybody's uh, uh, bet. Although nobody gets it. It doesn't affect anything. Right. We all got it. No, wrong. nobody got it. Oh, no, it does affect it. Somebody 100% we, affects it. The money. Right. Yeah. Oh, so Gary, Gary's bet again was 18. I believe Is that accurate. Had, wait, wait. Why 18. does it affect the money if no one got it right? 
because that's now the, the whole bet, point of it. Your bet comes in. Oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 have argued about this and discussed I know, it I always at, forget, at infinitum. I'm always thinking about the long game. I don't really care about winning the week. I just want to. I want that five dollars, man. I'm, I I want to. I want three bucks more than that paper boy and better off dead. I want my five dollars. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So Gary had eighteen. Gary, what'd you have? I was convinced they were. He was going to ask about the shortest winner for an Oscar, but. Uh, so I went 20 points. Wow. So, well, what a so, weirdly specific thing to think it was going to be about. <laughs> well, I thought it was Judy Dench because she won for being on Shakespeare in Love for about 45 seconds. Oh, I see what you're getting at. You uh, mad? Are right. you mad at Judy Dench? No, no, she's no, no a, not at all. She's a uh, England's she's a treasure. Treasure, yeah. Yeah. She's we must to, to, do, to do another one of those overused Twitterisms, and we must protect them at all costs. <laughs> oh, I use that a lot. Oh, here, you really need uh, to get off Twitter, man. All those things, I, they're all terrible, but uh, they're just not in my life anymore. It's great. Um, Gary Goldman just texted and said, thank you guys for uh, your patience and thank you for having me. So uh, uh, you're welcome, Gary. We thank you for coming on. And um, we look forward to hearing uh, what happens when you go to the AT&T store. <laughs> um, what uh, all right so 20 from garen uh like elliot what do you got uh i went 10 oh, so 10. I'm, I'm the leader in the clubhouse right now you goddamn right you are uh and i'm sad to say you know i'm just gonna jump in with mine i said 12 and i was feeling good about it until you're 10 matt I said 13 13 the baker's mm. dozen so elliot hey! wins five dollars from nice the job. jeremy herbal trivia tin uh, i realized by the way with our outdoor episode last week we forget i forgot to do the trivia yeah. yeah did you we have one it. i didn't i didn't even have one i was so excited about getting in my car that i forgot <laughs> to ask oliver for a trivia question so uh that's, that's okay uh, that's what it was, happened it was there. a special episode god damn yeah. right it was it was good to be outdoors and the out of doors yeah um i saw a, a list of uh i was ranking from one to ten the risks of covid okay. and uh being outdoors like the way that we were yeah. uh came into a three uh, really social distancing so on it came in as a three what's the what uh the third so number the third one would most be the dangerous worst? you mean uh no like uh, things were uh levels of severity oh, oh i see from one to ten yeah so like for instance it says you know opening your mail is one yeah uh getting takeout is a two mm-hmm. uh and then you know uh, basically going to a concert a 10 right uh going to a baseball stadium is a 10 uh, actually the baseball stadium might have been nine because it's outdoors but you're still around a bunch of it although the fact that you know there's no evidence that those protests uh caused a spike in any way is very bizarre that is interesting and yeah. you know the flip side of it is of course uh, all of the the trumpers are saying you let them do it and you didn't give them a hard time why blah, blah, blah. but it, it it is still a fair question and if it seems like that didn't cause a big spread there was no social distancing happening there was maybe 60 percent masks okay from like just it's, my just I think it's hard to, it. it's hard to assess really I think because some I mean the mask thing you don't know what you know you might see photos or video images and think okay yeah. that's what's happening but could be you know maybe that's not the norm all I heard was that you know the every organization that was involved in planning those uh protests were they were they wanted to be uh very careful about everyone wearing masks and and keeping some distance but you're right once you get enough people in a space then you you lose the ability to be six feet apart yeah oh look at him i'm wiping my nose like i'm in that uh, movie what's that movie with the uh, doug jones was the creature oh yeah uh, <laughs> pan's labyrinth pan's yeah, labyrinth yeah, yeah. that's why i was like yeah. rubbing my face like that in a weird way uh 
great Doug Jones, who joined us on stage in Toronto, if you yeah. correctly, Matt. And then he went ahead and uh, became a senator from uh, Alabama. It was great. I know, right? Very strange. Well, good for him. <laughs> was it Alabama? I can't remember now. Uh, are you guys watching what we do in the shadows? No. no, no. I keep meaning to. I know it's. I'm sure it's great. I've every everything. It's got some fun in it. I, I I've been enjoying it. And Doug Jones plays a character in there. And of yeah. course, once again, you don't know it's him. Right. Of course, that man has a career that he's. Not, it's never him. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and and good for him. Yep. Good for him. Uh, you know, you're tall and weird looking like that guy, man. He's lucky to have work at all. He's tall and fucking weird. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, a hundred years ago, his job would have been like putting the things on the top shelf. That's right. And he'd be lucky to have that job. Yeah, that's the only thing he's good for. Right. He's, uh, by the way, he, he would be in that clubhouse with the nicest guys in the world. Doug Jones oh, yeah. is one of the nicest, maybe the nicest guy I've ever met. And I've met a lot of nice people. The four of you come in about number 422 and further down. I rank all the people by niceness. Oh, wow. You are obsessed you are, with it. You, you, bring it up, you, you are obsessed with it. You bring it up constantly. You guys are in the 400s. You guys don't even make uh, the top 399. How many, serious question. How many people do you think you've met in your lifetime? Yeah, I was going to say. How many people have I met? Yeah. yeah. 20,000. What? I've met, a, you know, think about it after shows. Uh, think about. Yeah. Uh, nah, okay. Uh, I, 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 would, I thought you were. I thought it was low. I thought you were laughing because it's low. No, no. I, I guess I meant more like how many people have you known? Like, uh, but not just a meet and greet situation, but people. Well, then, uh, well, based on my meet and greets, how many have I met? And that number, how many have I met? 19,000. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean, how many people have you, have you had sex with? <laughs> That's what we're really getting around to. That's why I met him known in the bi- bi- uh, the biblical sense. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. You're talking about in the biblical? All right, let's get out of here. On behalf, everybody, we thank Gary Goldman again. Watch the special The Great Depression, one of the best. Um, uh, we wish everybody luck here on the show. On behalf of the pop culture, he's looking back there, the Never Not Funny weather desk, that's Garen Cockrell. The phone man down at Video Village, that's Elliot Hoper, holding on the fort at HQ in Sherman Oaks, California. That's the Honcho Matt Belknap. My name is Jimmy Pardo. See you next time. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47 gone. Not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.